Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Who's it going to be, Jack or Earl? Maybe both. Find out as we cover Star Trek Discoveries Season 1, Episode 5, Choose Your Pain. Welcome back to Let's Talk About Treks. I am here with my co-host. His name is... Uh, Gray. Earl. Gray. And I'm Jack Dorito. Jack. This week's episode uh, is the first one in which we see Ash Tyler uh, shortly after the last one in which we see Volk, which is pretty interesting, huh? Spoilers. Sweetie. You know, I've been through uh, social media recently, and there is a lot of negativity about Star Trek Discovery. Have you noticed that? No. I mean, to be honest, I haven't gotten on social media in quite a while. Like, even before November 2020. So I'm going to go ahead and say good for you, because the uh, the negativity that is on online for Star Trek Discovery is ridiculous. I've had to completely cultivate my Twitter feed, and I actually put out a thank you to uh, several people who show their true colors by um, by using the word Drekkie, which is apparently like some sort of derogatory thing that they've come up with for people who like Discovery, um, but not necessarily other series. Now, I've seen a lot of people who like uh, Discovery and, you know, the newer Treks and not the older Treks, and I get it. Like, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Um, I also see, I also am not going to say that I don't see any of the issues with Discovery as far as, you know, it bumps up against canon a lot. Um, there's really no need for this show to have to exist in the century does there's no real need for the connection to spock i mean i get the fan service part of it uh but the thing that the thing that i've just i've said really the, the real thing is that i want to enjoy star trek i want to believe in the producers and the writers and the actors and i have decided that no matter what happens with discovery to enjoy discovery um I realize that I sit here in hypocrisy because I really don't enjoy Star Trek Enterprise and I've really kind of chosen not to enjoy Star Trek Enterprise because I really hasn't, haven't given it that much of a chance based on what I've seen. But for the large part, people are really like missing out if they've decided to to turn away from this new iteration of Star Trek because it's not gonna it's not gonna change. It's not gonna be, you know, any different than it is, you know, and you're not gonna end up you know, liking it more once you've decided not to like it. So you might as well just buckle up and like it. Like, just enjoy it. Like, let it be a source of joy. Don't make it be like maybe some people you know have done. Good job. Guys, so I do, uh, I, I like how we, we had a touchstone and in the, uh, in the pre previews, or the previously on Lost, we've, um, We've included the uh, the scene with uh, with Volk, which is which is dope because like secretly we're saying, hey, don't forget this guy because he's gonna come important later on, even though we don't see him this episode or really ever again. For a second there, I thought I saw a, a glimpse of Adira in the Sport Mycelium Network, but it's actually a ghost of Michael, and she's ex somehow experiencing the pain of the tardigrade. In a dream. Okay, well, that I hate that. But so yeah, it refreshed my memory a little bit about what's going on with the tardigrade and what the tardigrade experiences. Yeah. So so a couple of things here. So uh, the the dream, the fever dream that uh, Michael Burnham starts his episode with, 
is uh, rather the fever, fever dream with which Michael Burnham starts his episode or whatever is all about her guilt as opposed to actually feeling the tardigrades pain. That's my, that's my belief and understanding on that. And then secondly, the reason that we've captured the tardigrade, the reason that we've released, we've sprung Michael Burnham from prison is because of Lorca. So these are not like Federation ideals, standards, and values. This is Lorca. Lorca's doing all of this. Yeah, how terrible this is. You know, and I, I remember watching this episode for the first time and thinking, you know, whatever happened to like things like that we have today, like, you know, animal rights activists and the tree huggers and the PETA people and the all this cut. How could we in the 23rd century have survived all of that going on in the 20, 20th and 21st century? And now we've captured a tardigrade and are torturing it regularly, intentionally. On the other hand, Lorca, as we'll find out, is immune to this because he's from the Mirror Universe. So I'm watching this powwow with the Admiralty and Lorca, and I'm looking at this what I'm to assume is a Vulcan and just something just doesn't look right. His eyebrows seem off. They're not quite like two box or, or Spox, but I need to, I'm trying to remind myself that they don't have to look like two box or Spox because he's not two box or Spock, but something just also. So this is a growing problem that discovery has with a uh, visual canon where we come close yeah, to yeah, certainly. Uh, the Star Trek as we remember it, but it's always a slightly different. They've always, they always take it to a slightly like more extreme step. Um, so I think that's probably what you're detecting with this Admiral, because yes, his ears are a little long, and yes, his eyebrows are a little off. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and chalk that up to racial variants around the planet. What I won't chalk up to being okay is stabbing yourself in the eye with a thing, like ever. That's nuts what kind of piece of Federation technology for guys you just stab yourself in the middle of the eyeball. Ow. Oh, uh, you, yeah. are you referencing um, control? No, I'm referencing the little device that Captain Lorga uses for his eyes. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, just before Admiral Cornwell comes in the room and turns up the lights, he hits one eye and then she turns up the lights and he's like, turn the lights down. And she's like, fix your damn eyes. Because I come to learn later Everyone thinks that his eyes are jacked up from the destruction of the Buran. Mm. I mean, not me, Jack, but you know, Jack. I will say that I really uh, am enjoying this um, this uh, this Admiral Cornwell, Katrina Cornwell, very much. Like I like her character a great deal. I won't spoil it for the rest of the season, but I will say that boy. Boy, is she a great uh, non-badmiral. Like, usually we, we we come across, you know, badmirals, and these badmirals are, uh, you know, causing problems. Like, you know, they're, they're making you grab the tardigrade and, and string it up, things like that. But this one seems like she's pretty much okay. Yeah, she does seem really okay. And I, you know, I really appreciated this admiral. Um, the, the one thing that kind of threw me off, especially later on in the season, is uh, why... If if Discovery has their own uniforms, quote unquote, air quotes, then why do the admirals 
have discovery uniforms and not just fleet wide uniforms or or are they supposed to be fleet wide uniforms or are they wearing uniforms to match the crew of the rest of Co discovery because they're obviously really here and they're not holograms yeah so i'm pretty sure that these are fleet wide uniforms oh i think discovery okay. has their own uniform maybe the um maybe the the little paradigm where you know each ship had its own version of the uniform or patch that was different to signify what unit with which unit they were working uh, maybe that's something that hasn't happened so it sounds like what you're saying is that these are the fleet uniforms and maybe when we encounter uh, the Enterprise at the end of season uh, this season then uh, they already have them they're getting they have the new quote unquote ish uniforms and the discovery is still on the old uniforms and some of the admirals haven't even updated their uniforms kind of like in Star Trek Generations where they're all of them are starting to gradually switch over to the uniforms and um, you know by the end of the movie everybody switched over to the old new DS9 uniforms so at one point in time I would have believed that the Enterprise was the one to get the uniforms first. However, <laughs> for some reason, the Enterprise switched over to the DS9 uniforms after DS9. Although, I do I do recommend that we look up the chronology of that uh, by Stardate, because it could potentially be that... Well, no, because we dropped off Worf at New Space Nine, and then he changed uniforms. So, yeah. I Well, and we dropped off... I'm sorry. More importantly, we dropped off O'Brien at New Space Nine, and mm -hmm. that's when he changed uniforms. And then later, Enterprise, the uh, Starship Enterprise, the change uniforms so yeah there's a there's a little issue with that so i'm just going to go ahead and believe that in this time frame enterprise gets the new uniforms first um however uh we are a little bit ahead of ourselves are we not <laughs> i think we're talking about season two right now does, does anybody truly think that a captain alone in a shuttlecraft is a great idea. Maybe. Like, just sending them just with one other person with the shuttlecraft instead of, like, taking the ship. Does that seem safe? You know, I mean, people have been talking about that kind of stuff for decades. You know, every single episode, almost every single episode of the original series, the captain, the first officer, and the medical officer all being down to a dangerous planet where they could all three die and that leaving the the ship up in orbit with no medical officer, no leadership. Sure. You know how? No, it doesn't seem smart. But they do that in Trek all the time, especially in, tw in the twenty third century. I think that's the first thing we do when we when they get to when the Klingons get to a shuttle is just they go kill the pilot <laughs> because Lorca they come after uh they come after Lorca. And I'm really disturbed that he's left his damn, he left his damn high thing behind. Mm. There's a there's a visual canon here uh, issue. Okay. Uh, I don't think that the uh, Klingon garb matches up with uh, with the Klingon garb of ten years later. Uh, it seems quite a market change with from all the uh, spikes and rubies and spikes and leather <laughs> to go to like the little gold sash with the black with the black legging. 
Well, um, I mean, Gene would have just said, well, no, they've always been wearing those. You just couldn't see it before in the technology of the TV of your the day. We've got HD now. Of course, now you can see all those details. Okay, so I'm supposed to believe. Okay, okay, I'll take that. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. Great bird says it. I guess, I guess we got. So, so there's a new new great bird. No, now no now though. Um, do, do we call him the great bird or do we call him? Uh, what do we call? What do we call Alice Kirkman? I guess we can call him the uh, the little bird. Was Rick Berman ever the great bird? I don't Over? know that Rick Berman ever helmed it by himself without. I guess they did helm it by themselves without Rod Perry. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that Berman Berman and Braga were definitely like the first baby twin birds. <laughs> So where does Eugene Roddenberry Jr. Yeah. fit in? So uh, Eugene Rod Roddenberry is uh, is sort of a, an adjunct professor. <laughs> like he's he's like a, he he knows the subject matter, and he's well respected, but he's not got the rings. You know, <laughs> he's not the guy to fly the ship, but he's definitely like part of the engineering team. So uh, maybe. Rod Roddenberry is only involved uh, just that the, they can have the uh, closing credit logos with a a Roddenberry Productions logo uh, at the end of the credits. Somehow there, it feels as if maybe there was more closeness between uh, Rod and Majel than there was between Gene and Rod. I imagine that his father was busy a lot, and Rod may have been like kind of. I, I mean, were it me, I'm just thinking as as if it were me, may have been kind of jealous that you know because uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes was under under Gene Roddenberry's wing. Um, Wesley Crusher was like a son for him, so like, where did Rod fit in in all that time? You know, kids can be very, uh, very, uh, you know, they're kids, and if you accidentally don't show them attention, they think that you accidentally don't like them judging i mean i don't know how old rod is i should look it up but judging by his appearance he he looks to me like he would be younger than maybe even well maybe not will wheaton but uh he he's younger than he might otherwise have been is occurs to me that maybe he was younger than we realized when gene actually died rod roddenberry is, is uh, 47 years old now. Hey, it's Robin Williams from J Jumanji. It's actually, uh, it's actually the Dunder Mifflin guy from The Office. The what? You know, the, the guy from The Office. The, the Rain Williams character. Uh, Rain, Rain Wilson, rather. I know almost nothing about either version of The oh, Office. Oh, no, that's a, that's a treasure of a TV show. You, you really should take a look at it at some point. I have once in a while, but I don't get it. What? What do you? What do you mean? Did you? Own? I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. Oh, I think that's fair. That's fair. It's, it's, I don't think it's for everyone. Uh, I think it's definitely for people who have uh, had to survive and work in that kind of office environment. Because I think that uh, looking around, looking around at the people in my most pre most recent office. Now, my current office is at home, and so I have to fulfill all of the roles. <laughs> That are available on the office just myself uh, at my kitchen table as i'm working but uh when i was in an office i looked around and i was trying to find the dwight Schrute of the office and i realized that when i couldn't find it it must be for me so along with the uh, the office i i didn't care for the movie office space either 
I, and I just didn't get it. Um, my all of my jobs prior to watching that movie had been customer service, and I was also I was still undiagnosed Aspie, so you know there was a lot there too that was untrained and um, social niceties and social structure behaviors and typical stuff and expected things. Um, I think that makes total sense. I think that I think that it would make total sense if you, if you identified with the people like the horrible bosses and with the people who just were like very straightforward about stuff and didn't really think about the sense of people's other people's sensibilities. I think that you would be the person who identify with with those guys, which is okay. Yeah. So um, I think I the only person I kind of got was the guy that was always asking about his stapler. You know, I would have been that guy. Hey, you, you, you borrowed a nickel the other day. Can, can I have my nickel? Do you have my quarter? You know, to me, it was just the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the principle? The, yeah, the principle of the idea that you borrowed money, you said you're going to uh, pay it back, even though it's, quote, just a quarter, it's the principle that I want my quarter. That's uh, silly, you <laughs> I want my stapler back. And I kind of connected to the, to the guy that wanted the stapler. Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kakos Reaper. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.